Welcome to This is what we're talking about Yeah, that's what we've been talking about man Come on, man This is what we've been talking about Hanging out It's James It's Alan We've been talking about all kinds of stuff Yeah You can't wait to hear it Yeah And you know, like We were trying to kind of explain You know, what Alan and I here Like how we came up with the name and, and, And what it was all about And it was, you know we just talk about hanging out, having a good time, drinking some beers, talking about stuff, trying to yeah. figure out life, trying yeah. to navigate this dif- difficult life as men in today's society. And this is what we've been talking about, getting together and just hashing stuff out, having a good time, laughing. <laughs> laughing, drinking, trying to figure it all out because we don't know what we're doing. No, all right? nobody but does. Gotta, They're just nobody fooling what they think. Yeah, come on, man. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that's why we're here to help other men in yep. a similar situation to figure out what it is we can do and do better as men in this society. That's yep. all it is. right? Yeah, and like encourage each other, you know, like yeah. because like you and me doing this together, man, is so much better than trying to face these things on our own. Right. Oh my gosh, I know. Oh my gosh. Uh, I mean, to have you as a as my best friend and to talk about this kind of stuff, lifesaver. Yeah, All right, you so, don't feel like you're alone. Exactly. Exactly. There's nothing man, last, more, Yeah, go ahead, man. No, 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 go ahead. I was just going to say, there's nothing worse than just being alone. You know, like that's like, essentially that's like a man's worst nightmare, you know, is being alone. And everything that you think that you we're uh, doing that is like weird or like uh, I'm the only one that is going through this. Well, you're not. Yep. Yeah. And how often do we hear that like voice in the back of our heads? Like, you know, basically trying to tell us that we're the only ones dealing with this difficulty or there's something messed up about us because we think about things this way, but it's like, nope, that's, that's like what we're all dealing with. And it's good to talk about and try to, try to work through and support each other, encourage each other, but also like try to get better. Last week we were talking about the, uh, the, um, the subject about men needing to be aggressive warriors and to control that. Yeah. And, uh, we had a really good discussion last week about that. You brought up a nice quote there, James, and, um, uh, good talking points about it and what we do, uh, basically is seek out good men and um, and surround yourself with good men, and uh, yep. and then that way, in that way, encourages each you encourage each other yep. to get better. Yeah, yeah, and you know, uh, you know, basically, the take home message was, you know, you know, culture basically wants to make it out like we are overly aggressive, and it's it's this problem with the male species, and it's causing you know, all sorts of problems. And we're like this evil species, but the reality is we are designed and meant to be that aggressive. But the key to that is we, and and we need that aggressiveness, but the key is to control it, you know, and only use it, you know, in appropriate ways. So it's like superpowers, man. You have to to, to use them in the right way. (laughs) Exactly. Like if you think of this, you think of superheroes, you know, the Marvel and the DC and all the other stuff, there's all sorts of stuff out there now. And the reality is, you know, there's almost like, you know, they have 
awesome good qualities when they use those superpowers but there's like almost an evil dark side if you don't have control over it exactly and that's that's exactly what we've been talking about is controlling that monster that was last week Uh, if you haven't heard it go back and listen to it it was a good discussion and please reach out to us uh if you have these kind of struggles because we want to hear about them definitely um man last week we also talked about chris cornell yeah i mean for we, we, we talked uh, about when we set this whole thing up, you know, like the things that are important to us are, you know, man issues, but also like music and sports and things like that. And, you know, our first main topic in music was Chris Cornell, you know, <laughs> and just how incredible. Right out of the gate. Yeah, I know. Out the gate. It's like you're going to start with that. But like uh, right off the right off the bat, you know, a guy who was in several incredible bands incredible vocalist incredible songwriter and uh we talked a little bit about him so if if he's an interest to you folks you know certainly also look up that uh that podcast and give us a listen chris cornell man come on i know man (laughs) well look (laughs) i just kept listening to him all week after we talked about it i I was like i just can't get enough of it you know i I did too i listened to the whole album again i was like i listened to it music from him too that i hadn't heard and he's like one of my idols i'm like where was this (laughs) yeah that was all hidden tracks man you found them that's so cool man uh well listen what are we going to talk about this week, man? Yeah, so usually we kind of start out with like stuff facing men because that's kind of the purpose of this whole thing. Right. And so I thought we'd talk a little bit about discipline. Mm. And, you know, that can kind of go in a lot of different directions, obviously. It's yeah. kind of a broad topic and you might be like, well, what do you mean by discipline? Well, I think there's kind of two things that I'm sure there's more than two, but we're going to kind of like talk about two things for men with discipline. Okay. All right. So, one would be like for men to be disciplined. Okay. Mm. Which is kind of like being controlled a little bit like we talked about last week, but like men need to be disciplined. And we'll, we'll talk about that in a few seconds as far as like, you know, what, what that really means. But the other piece is as fathers to discipline our children. Right. Yeah. So we need to be disciplined as, as men, but we also need to be disciplining our children, which is, pretty absent today in society well it's definitely lacked yeah for sure i mean if it's there it's not there in the right amount or yeah you know you know there's a lot of different aspects that you can talk about that yep and we will go into it but yeah and some of these topics you know we're gonna hit them today and you know we're gonna hit some you know stuff on the surface maybe and we'll probably come back to a lot of this stuff it's going to be themes throughout our podcast anyways because they're just issues that men struggle with or, or not even struggle with but just deal with all these things are intertwined with uh what we have to deal with uh as men in our life so yeah. we talk about one thing today but that doesn't mean that it's not involved in something that we're talking about next week exactly or next month. it's all I mean, it's all going to connect it just is yeah you know so so tell me about the discipline thing there, James. I mean, like, yeah, you know, like, so, okay. So let's talk a little bit about being disciplined. All right. Let's talk about that one first. And okay. Like, so, so like, what, what does that mean? What does it mean as a man to be disciplined? I think right off the top of my head, yep. uh, being disciplined means definitely being controlled. Yeah. Uh, it also means, um, 
sticking to a program uh, to get to an end goal. Yeah. Uh, that's what I think of right off the top of my head. Right. Like, so if you're going to start something, you want to, you yeah. want you, you know, you want to start some new thing in your life. It can be anything, you know, it can be a right. project. It can be what it doesn't matter, whatever, throw anything in there. If you're going to start something in your life, dis- being disciplined means, well, number one, you have to have consistency, right? Yeah. So let, let's give an example. Like I'm going to start, you know, exercising, you know, well, if you're going to exercise, uh, that's a good one. If you do it for a day or two, you know, and then just give up, like you, you, you did nothing, you know, essentially. So dis- I've done that. <laughs> well, we all have, you know, and, and, and it's hard here. This is the thing. Let's step back for a second. All right. This is hard. Mm. All right, let's not paint a picture of, oh, here we are, men. We got to be disciplined. This is easy. Like, we got to be doing this together. We got to stick together. Yeah, that's true, but it's hard. It is hard to be disciplined because it's discipline on a daily basis. Okay, it's discipline on a weekly basis, yep. monthly, yearly, M- year minute after year. by minute. Over yeah. and over, like I need to stay the course. I need to do be disciplined. I need to do what's right, you know, and just over and over. And like, you know, mm. it's a battle. It's a struggle. But being disciplined yeah. is being consistent, not giving up, sticking right. to a schedule, a structure, you know, and and being committed, you know, because I feel like, you know, to be disciplined, you have to be like committed and do things that are hard, do things that are not fun, do things that may not be, may not be pleasant, but you, but the whole point of the, uh, the whole point of doing it is, you know, it's going to benefit you in the long run. And that's called being disciplined. Right. The end goal is where you're headed to. I mean, I, uh, the easiest example in my own life yeah. was going to school. I mean, we sure. talked about uh, James and I being medical professionals, um, we went through probably the hardest education uh, of our lives. And number one, you had to get in. Number two, you had to uh, stick with the program. Stay in. And, you, know, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, you had to stay in and not fail out. Yep. But but you needed that discipline. I needed that discipline. And yep. I... Uh, uh, that's the easiest example in my own life mm. that I could say that was when I was probably the most disciplined, uh, um, era of my life was when I went through that schooling. D- definitely. You know, and like, you have to work hard, you have to get up early and study and you have to, you know, you yeah. have to be you focused, to sacrifice, sacrifice focused and sacrificed. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and I think that's right. I think, mm. you know, in some ways that's something that's missing from today's men is, is discipline. Right. And, you know, <laughs> you know, to be disciplined, you kind of have to go against what your flesh wants to do, but do what's do what's right for what's the cause easy the that you're going for. You know, like I think that's easy in the moment. Yeah. Is, is the temptation. Yeah. Yeah. Because the stuff that like you, you want to do sometimes is not the stuff you should do, you know, <laughs> and to be disciplined is like to kind of go against some of that stuff. And it's not well, the easy. Thing, the thing is, James, you can do those things. All right. You can, yep. you can not study. You can absolutely do that. Right. And that is fine. Yep. Right. 
but you're not going to get to the end goal. You're not going to benefit your life no. and your future family's lives. Right. That is just not going to happen. You are not bettering yourself. For sure. And discipline pay, plays probably the most important part of getting through that. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, what is like, so, so by, you know, sticking to a d- discipline, you know, and being disciplined, what does that build over time? Confidence, confidence and character, right? Like character. it builds your character as a man. What's more mm. important, what's more important than confidence and character, you know, and, right. man, you know, and, <laughs> and true. so by being disciplined, we build those things and, um, just super important in our lives, um, for accomplishing things, but also, you know, to keep us where we need to be, keep us humble, grounded, motivated, all those kinds of things. You learn that kind of stuff while you're going through these, yeah. uh, uh, you know, trials, trials in your life, yeah, right? for sure. where you have to be disciplined to get through it, to get the end goal. Yeah. You get it. You feel accomplished. You feel proud. You feel like you said, it builds a character. Yeah. Uh, you, you get confidence all of a sudden you apply these things to other aspects of your life and you don't even know it. Yep. Like I'll give you another example. Yeah. Give it to me. Uh, uh, yeah. All of a sudden you have the ability to do a project on your house or your car. Yep. Right. Where before you're like, I could just take it to the dealer. I could just have somebody come over and do it. But there is something inside of you as a man that says, I want to do this myself. Yeah. How are you going to do it yourself if you have no discipline? You're not. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So it's funny because you go through something like that. It builds a character, no matter how big or small it is. Mm -hmm. And, and, and and then you're able to use that skill because it is a skill. It's a learned aspect of your life and you can apply it to other things in your life. All of a sudden you're doing stuff. Yeah. You're, uh, you're, you're confident and calm and you're, a little bit more able to control a monster perhaps. Yeah. Right. Oh, absolutely. It's part of that whole thing. Like again, intertwined with what we talked about last week, it's part of all of that, but you know, Mm. yeah, for sure. Great point. You know, and uh, we, you know, we, you know, I think of social media, you know, and social media shows like everybody's highlight reel, you know, like are, are you posting the worst picture of you on Instagram? Are you no putting like, you know, the stuff on Facebook where, you know, you, you know, I don't know <laughs> a- anything, right? Like, you know, the, the garbage from your relationships or, you know, know, losing a job or spending too much money, all the stuff that, you know, we struggle with in different ways. No, of course not. You're putting your highlight reel on there, you know, and yeah, the reality is, <laughs> the reality is, man, life is hard. And we have to be disciplined and we have to use that to get through these difficult things. And it's not what it looks like on online. And we're going to talk about those things, you know, and yeah, go ahead. No, I was just going to say that what's difficult in this day and time is to see those things. That's definitely one of them, but also that came intertwined with some of the stuff we talked about last week was, missing uh male figures in your life yeah. that are positive yep. and seeking those those individuals out um 
but who's teaching you how to be disciplined? Mm-hmm. And maybe that comes into good, good question. Yeah. You know what I mean? So is it learn? Can you learn it yourself? I think you can. Yep. I think it's, it definitely comes from within you, but where is that within you? Uh, um, where did that come from? Right. So like you, we already kind of mentioned like life experiences will like teach you discipline, right? Like, so that's life experiences is one, but certainly like those male models, role models that we've been talking about, like are certainly going to emulate that kind of discipline. And and we, we watch them and learn from them. And then we're like, wow, they got it all together like that. I need that. And then you start to ask yourself, well, how do they have it all together? And one of the biggest pieces of them having it all together is, they're disciplined, right? Mm, they stick yeah. to a system and that system is the same every time, you know, right. it's, it's muscle memory. You know, you learn, yeah. you learn to do things by doing it over and over and over again. Like, you know, that as in your yeah. musical career, you know, like yeah. practicing and practicing yeah. and practicing so that like when it gets tough in the middle of a, a performance, <laughs> you don't even have to think about it. It just happens. No. Yeah, that's you know, right. Same with sports, right? Like playing sports, you do the, you you practice over and over and over and over. You are disciplined in doing mm. your craft, whatever that may be, so that when times get tough and it's not easy, you actually just do it without thinking about it. What happens when you don't have discipline? Let's talk about that for a second because I think yeah. When, when I, and I see this a lot in different scenarios in my life and sure. even with me that when you don't have discipline, hmm. you, there is something, I don't know about you, James, but for me, there is something in me that makes me feel depressed or makes me feel like I, yeah. I, I'm not, I'm not worthy yeah. or like it, it really brings me down. Right. And I, and lack of confidence and sure. disappointment and all of that stuff, not just disappointment in me, but I think of all the male uh, role models in my life that I'm disappointing and they don't even know it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so that's something that I think if you go through that and you aren't disciplined and you, you wind up, feeling bad about it. Mm-hmm. That could be a learning experience for sure. The The problem is, is that there's not a lot of guidance in today's youth mm. for that kind of thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, the reality is like fathers are missing in today's society. And that's, yeah. that's the first line, right? Like, listen, right. it's great if you have a great coach or a great teacher or a great uncle or a great grandfather or a great whatever just a good other role model, but like yeah. the, the guy on the front lines is the father, you know, and they're just well, gone. The, yeah. The, 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 the pastor yep. is uh, you are portraying yourself to the pastor or whoever other role model outside of the father, yep. outside of the home, the coach or the pastor, you are showing yourself to be, uh, as good. It's almost like, you know, social media. You're yeah. trying to portray your best person in yeah. front of these people. And then you go home and you let it all hang out. But your you're father gonna, exactly. sees it all. Yeah, you're not going to be vulnerable to somebody who's outside your family. You know what right. I mean? Like, 
Right. So that that's the hard part. But yeah, I mean, that's that's a big part is just that, you know, that father's been missing in our culture. And I mean, we could get into statistics. I have all sorts of statistics about, you mm-hmm. know, kids that are fatherless are like five times more likely to commit crimes and, you know, go to go to jail and, and, and you know, all sorts of things. Uh, you know, I could come up with some of the I have some of those statistics, but we'll talk about that some other time because, yeah. you know, that's a whole other subject. But discipline, you know, it's it's important. We need to be disciplined. It builds character. It, right. it, 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 it's it's great for society. You know, I mean, everything in society like laws came from discipline, really, you know, mm. like. Okay, a stop sign. You got to stop here every single time. You know, like if that stop sign wasn't there, you know, what kind of chaos would there be? You know, <laughs> and so it's being disciplined to you stop there every time. You know, and, right? You know, so yeah. you know, discipline is woven into the fabric of our of our society through laws and through uh, social norms and things like that. But yet, we still don't always do it the, the way we should. Men especially need to be disciplined yes. because we, we definitely have a lot of responsibility. Not that women don't, but I'm telling you yep. that we have responsibilities to traditionally now take care of ourselves, our family, our children, our home, our job, you know, all these things. And, and, and we, as, as <clears throat> excuse me we as men need to pay very close attention to the subjects that we're talking about James because these are super important yeah. you need to have discipline in your life you need to be able to control monster you need to yeah. all these things yeah it's 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 a it's a it's a cornerstone of the society yeah it is yeah so let me um go ahead let me give a quote here. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So this quote is by Jocko Willink. All right. He was a Navy SEAL. I think he was on SEAL Team 3. Okay. This dude. Navy SEAL. Yeah, dude, this dude's come on. amazing. Can we talk about Navy SEAL? No, no, no we ain't got no. time for that. No. <laughs> you want to talk about discipline, though? That's a level yeah, that yeah. Like, we're just That's... like, you know, we, we, we can't even fathom. That's but way, a level that we should we should all strive for, right? Yes, like incredible sure. discipline. You give up right. everything for the yeah. for the common good of your SEAL team, right? It's an exercise in what the human, uh, the male, can do. Yeah, right. Yeah, and and you 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 give up yourself for the team, you know. And I think yes. I think that's what's missing. <laughs> you know, honestly, if we think about that for a second why are men not disciplined? Why are people not disciplined? Why are humans in today's world not disciplined? Because it's a me first society. It's not, a, it it's not a team first. It's look at me. Yeah. Right. What yep. can I do? Yep. And recognize me. I need attention. Yep. Blah, blah, blah. It's this. Yes, absolutely. It's, that's, that's really what it is. But anyways. Okay. So Jocko, man, this guy's awesome. If you haven't had any interaction, uh, you know, with this guy on social media or read any of his stuff or watched any of his, you know, videos or whatever. I think he has a yep. podcast as well. And, um, so anyways, um, retired Navy SEAL, SEAL, SEAL team three, he's got, you know, silver and bronze medals 
He's an mm. author. And yes, he does have a podcast. So here's the quote. It says, All right. don't expect to be motivated every day to get out there and make things happen. Don't expect that. You won't be. Don't count on motivation. Count on discipline. Mm. So, you know, in, in today's society, <laughs> when people aren't motivated, yeah, you know, he's saying you're not going to be. Even him, one of the most motivated, <laughs> strongest, toughest mentally right. and physically men in the in our, in our world, in our country, and he says you're not going to be motivated. You have to count on discipline. Wow. So kind of what that, we've been talking about. Yeah, I mean, man. Okay, so I was thinking about this, and yeah. so I had. Uh, um, all but failed out of my undergrad classes. Okay. I had one last class to take and it was psychology of motivation. Okay. That was the name of the class and I had to get an A in it to, uh, to graduate even right. To actually get something, uh, to, to graduate. Well, guess what? So I passed it. Okay. Got an A, whatever. But what got me through that? Was it motivation? Because I wasn't motivated to take that class. No. I was disciplined. I studied every night. I read everything. Whereas I'd never did that before. Okay. And so that's that's such a good quote because people people mix those two up so often. Yeah. And it's not the motive. The motivation will get you to that place. The discipline will get you through it. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, like you could make an argument that you were motivated by failing, but I I think that that's actually more of, is it really motivated by failing or is it more, is that really more discipline at that point? I think it's more discipline, right? Cause I almost see motivation as like a positive connotation of like, when I'm motivated, I'm excited about something. Well, I think of motivation as the cerebral and the discipline as the action. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Right. So the motivation so, is the reason and the discipline right. is like, okay, <laughs> boots on right. the ground. Let's do it. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah, this is how I'm going to get through this. Yeah, right. For sure. And, and, uh, and to stick with it and get through it and do it. And, uh, wow. What a quote. That's an yeah. awesome quote. So Thanks I for mean, bringing that, that. Yeah. So that's kind of, you know, that's kind of talking a little bit about like, the, the first part of discipline that we were talking about, which is being disciplined and, you know, we're not always going to be motivated, but discipline is what makes the difference and helps us reach our goals by doing the same thing over and over or doing the right thing over and over, even when it's hard, even when it's uncomfortable, even when it's not fun, but we do it because it's the right thing to do and it's going to reap benefits, you know, or even figuring out how to do it. Right. right. And then like, being motivated, that's fine, but you have to actually put in the work and the work part is the discipline part in my mind. Yeah, definitely. So real quick, let's go. We won't spend as much time on the second one because I think this will come up in other, other podcasts in the future, but let's talk about the other piece of discipline for men, you know, and and that piece would be as fathers. Okay. So disciplining our children. Right. And, it's kind of a lost art, honestly, you know, and, uh, I think we've got caught up in being friends with our kids rather than 
you know, mm-hmm. then, then disciplining them and, and teaching them and, 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 and guiding them. But some of that also includes setting boundaries, you know, yeah. kids, people, not just kids, but people in general don't do well without boundaries. We want yeah. boundaries. Kids want to be disciplined. They do. You might be like, what? No way. Like they hate being you know, spanked or something taken away or whatever. They don't, they don't want to be corrected. That's actually false. They do want to be corrected because it makes them feel safe and secure because then they know the parameters of the things yeah. in their lives that they can do and can't do. And it, it makes them feel, it makes them feel safe. Yeah. And you know, they can have the disciplining your children can actually give them some control over their life. Yep. They're, they are, they are uh, a clean slate. They have no idea yep. what to do about anything. Yep. They are stupid. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. In a good way. I love them, you know, yeah. but, but that's just, I mean, look, they don't have the life. They don't have the experience that we have. Right. And we are here to teach them that. Yep. And if that means to, to say, Hey, you can't go uh, over this cliff because you're going to fall down and you're going to break your legs and die. Uh, then they need to know that, right? Yeah. They need to know those things. It, and then you're right. They feel safe about it, but also they have all of a sudden they have empowerment of knowledge, yes. right? All of a so, sudden they know that like, Hey, if I, you know, jump over this cliff or I'm not careful around this edge, like I'm going to yes. die. And then they can teach that to somebody else and it gives them, it gives them empowerment. It makes them feel good. Yes. And, th- and that's exactly what we're supposed to be doing is, disciplining our kids to give them the tools necessary to live a life. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That that's meaningful. I, I think that you're absolutely right. I mean, I, I read a study, this was back when I was in school. All right. So yeah. I, I can't quote exactly what the study was, but in, in it, just in general, what it was, was toothbrushes. You know, some kids have seven toothbrushes. Okay. Okay. And they're going to bed. All right. And they're three or four and they're going out of their mind because they're trying to figure out which toothbrush to use. (laughs) You don't give them seven toothbrushes to choose from. That's That's too many. Right. (laughs) It is. It's dumb. Right. Because they can't, their little minds cannot grasp. um, Their world is not that big. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so uh, you give them one or two or you give them two and you choose one and that's yeah. your toothbrush. OK, because that's life. I'm not yeah. I don't have seven toothbrushes. No, do you? I, don't, I don't want seven toothbrushes. I barely have one. Yeah, I don't even I, don't, I use the same one over and over, man. <laughs> exactly. If I didn't right? have a, if I didn't have a woman in my life, I'd use the same toothbrush for probably a decade. I think I did in my dude. No, it's like she's the one that gives me a new toothbrush, and I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't need that. The other one was just broken in. She's like, that's disgusting. You've had that for you know six months. I'm like, it's just broken in. It's like just when I get the sheets broken in, they get washed again. I'm like, I mean, can you imagine if we didn't have the women in our life, dude? We'd be like, 
uh, how we be we, seriously though? Here's a little tangent, real quick. All right, go ahead. all right. If we ain't got the girls in our life, how right. often are you? Okay, you and I were bachelors. We live alone. Right. All right. How often are you washing your sheets? Like I don't know, month two four. Really? Month. Like here's the thing, man. I don't know. Am I'm I, not am sure. I them every week. I'm not sure I'd even think about it. And, and and I'm a clean guy. You know me, yeah, man. Yeah, clean. Yeah. Like I shower right. every day. Like I'm very, right. I'm a type yeah. A, very goal oriented, very like structured, very clean, very OCD about like having a clean house and those kinds of things. Right. I'm not sure my male brain, and this might just be me, thinks about <laughs> like washing my sheets. I mean, certainly if I saw like it, like you could visually <laughs> see it dirty, I'd be like, all right, I gotta wash these. But yeah, you, you know what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, the the once every three months that I pee in the bed, oh. then I I'll go ahead and wash it. Well, yeah, I mean that's a, that's an obvious one, you know. Yeah, but no, on a regular day-to-day basis, like no, I'm not thinking about washing my sheets. I don't think about that, man. And you know what's funny about that? When 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 uh when the sheets are changed at my house, okay, and I go into bed. Man, it's awesome. It is I'm awesome. Like, why didn't I do it? it good. You're like, why didn't I think of this? <laughs> this was not on my radar no. at all. <laughs> I remember like, you know, before I got married, I, I had bought my own house. Yeah. Because I was sick of, you know, my parents' rules, basically. Um, mm-hmm. I was sick of my parents' rules. And so I wanted to get out of my parents' house and I bought my own house and I didn't want to rent because I thought that was a waste of money. So I bought my own house. Yeah. My mom was, I was paying my mom to clean my house for me. And I think she was cleaning. The, I think she was doing the sheets, dude. Cause I, I didn't think about it. <laughs> uh, let me tell you one quick story because you're, you're not going to like this one, James, because right. you're like you said, you're a clean dude and all this stuff. But I was a bachelor living in New York, <laughs> Long Island. This is like so this years is before, years. not too long before I met you then, because that's where you came from when I met you. Yeah, I want to say maybe maybe four years before I met you. Okay. Three or four. All right. All, All right. right. <laughs> so my little uh, basement apartment I had in New York um, didn't have a washing uh, dishwasher, okay. right? So I would like do my dishes, you know, and set them there to dry. You know, a lot of people do that. Yeah. Well, I don't know, man. I started getting lazy and I was like, I got other plates. I'll just keep on using another plate. And like literally – it was, I don't even know. I, I'm embarrassed to even say it. it was probably like two weeks. My dishes were in the sink and I was washing them out. And it was the nastiest thing I ever saw. I in my life. It, man. And at that moment, I was like, I can't never do this again. <laughs> what so, is wrong with me? I'd never said that story to anybody before. And now you're telling the world. Right out of the podcast. Yeah. Great. But here's the thing, dude. So we were joking about this and like, I mean, yeah. a lot of this, I'm actually not joking. I'm serious about a lot of this, but, but here's the right. thing, man, like Go ahead. discipline, mm. washing yeah. your dishes, washing yeah. your sheets, brushing right. your, t- your, your teeth, right? Like right. one or two toothbrushes or sw- swapping one out every so often. Like that's yeah. discipline. But you know, anyways, we went off on a huge tangent, but that's so fun anyways. But like disciplining <laughs> your kids, like you yeah. 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 They need structure. They need boundaries. They need, it, it's what's best for them. And it's sorely missing 
from society. I mean, we're not even talking about necessarily like any type, one type of discipline. No, we're talking about disciplining your children. And what we mean by that is, like you said, giving them boundaries. Yeah. Telling them no. Telling them no. This is right. This is wrong. Right. Not everything's right. Or, you know, I mean, how many times do you see examples of that where like, Mm. you know, kids are not told no, our kids are not told that that's right. And this is wrong. Yeah. They're they're either just, they ignore, like a parent will ignore something if it's wrong and, or change the subject rather than address it. And so we're having these kids grow up, they become adults. Those adults cannot function in society when they don't have the understanding of boundaries. You don't even understand. Like kids don't think about things like, Hey, if I eat this, whole bag of Doritos. Yeah. I'm not going to be eating my dinner, but they don't care. No, they they can't even think about it. They don't have the comprehension of like how bad that'll make them feel or, you know, what it'll do their stomach or their body or, you know, it's our job. It's our job to be able to teach them that. Yeah. No matter if, I know you gotta, you gotta be able to stand up and say these things to them. I struggle with that my own life, man. I mean, this is is not an easy thing that we're saying. No, you know, neither of the two areas that we talked about today with discipline with men, one in our own lives and one as fathers, neither of them are easy. These are hard things to do, man. Hard. And that's what we're talking about. If it was freaking easy, like, why would we even talk about it? You know, yeah. just be like, what are we just bums that aren't doing it? No, we're trying to do it. And it's, it's hard. Right. Right. And, and they, the, the kids, and especially if we, if we want to bring this back one notch, okay. We as fathers need to teach those of us with sons, mm. the respect that is necessary, the discipline and that's necessary Yep. The controlling of the monster that's necessary. Yep. The earlier that you are able to uh, relay that information mm-hmm. to the kids, mm-hmm. the and especially your sons, the the better off that you and your family and that person and that and that and your son's future wife will be. Yes, and and like that's basically the key to our future generations. Man is. Mm-hmm instilling those things in our young men of today, you know? And guess what? That, that boy's future wife might be your daughter. Yeah. So you better start doing these things. Yeah. Uh, that are hard. Yeah. They're hard. <laughs> you know, they're hard. They're and, and that's the hard. thing, man, like, you know, out there, you're going to hear a lot of situations where like people, you know, just try to sugarcoat everything nowadays we're not sugarcoating stuff on here, folks. This is hard no. stuff. It's no. got to be done because right, right now you're seeing what society looks like without it being done. And it's a train right. wreck. Yeah, it is. It's a complete mess. It's a mess <clears throat> not only uh, from a society standpoint, but it's a mess in an, on an individual standpoint. Yep. So you think about the uh, a boy – who doesn't have that discipline, never learned it, yep. never has any, uh, any, any teaching uh, male role models. Well, are they going to grow up to be lawyers and doctors? No. Are they going to grow up to be 
um, anything that's going to contribute to society in a real way. Not likely. Right? So we're not only affecting our kids and their families, but we're affecting society as a whole. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that is, that's huge, right? Like me individually, James, you individually, uh, we can only do so much. Right. We have to be able to have to do that. It's as a, a collective society. effort. Yeah, we all got to get on board here. And here's the thing, man. Yeah. Here's the thing. Yeah. This is the big thing right here. I'm listening. <laughs> society is trying to emasculate men. Is trying to basically, you know, it's attacking men. I, I can't put it any. I can't put it any more bluntly, any more clearly than it's attacking men. It's making mm-hmm. us look like things we are not. It's it's pointing out all the bad things about men and ignoring the good things. And now, are there all sorts of men that are that are that are doing the bad things and not doing the good things? Yes, and that's yes. that's another reason why we're talking about all, all, a lot of these things: self control, discipline, and those kinds of things. But at the same time, like. You know, culture and society and the media and, and, and the progressive liberalism of, of our country is attacking men. Mm. And it's not helping. It's actually making it worse. By doing that, you're not going to change men. You're not going to change those men. No. It's not going to happen. What's hilarious about that, and it's not hilarious, but yeah. what's funny about it is that the those same people who are attacking toxic masculinity and yep. i use air quotes yep right uh are the same ones that applaud a family without a father yeah and so i'm not applauding that and i, I certainly there are out, there are uh, families out there without fathers and i feel bad for them Mm-hmm. Right. What can we do to help them as men? Mm-hmm. Right. Not uh, stop being aggressive and stop being this and that and the other thing. Aggressiveness, as we talked about, is needed in our society mm-hmm. in a controlled way. Yep. If you take all of that away, there is going to be an imbalance in our society yep. in that way. And yep. it's just going to be detrimental. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So anyways, you know, take home message on the second point is like men step up to the plate. Don't be afraid to discipline your children, you know, and that has that's going to look a lot of different ways. But ultimately, what it really does is it sets clear and strict boundaries for your kids and they will love you for it and they will be absolutely they will be better human beings because of it. I'm going to, I'm here to tell you that the, if you're doing it to get instant gratification from your kids, that they're going to love you. Yeah. Well, then you're doing it the wrong way Yeah. because I'm going to tell you for me personally, I look back at things when I was 30, 35, 40 and go, Oh, that's what they were doing. Yeah. And I hated it at the time. Yeah. Like you said, you needed to get out because you had the rules and all that stuff, right? Yeah. Well, those rules helped you, helped yeah. shape who you were, right? Absolutely. But it didn't, it, it wasn't instant gratification. No. Yeah, of course you hated it, yep. right? 
yep. as a child. Yep. But it's good for you. Oh man, it, it, I'm so blessed that I had what I had. You, I think you probably yeah. as well, man. Like, mm. yeah, the, the rules that we did have, the the strict boundaries that were set in, by both of our parents, fathers, mothers. Um, but as a man's podcast, thinking more about the fathers and what they expected of us, they taught us respect, how to respect others, how to demand respect from people. Mm. And, um, yeah, just, just, just incredible stuff learned, um, and so needed and not as common in today's world. It's just not, but, um, yeah, I'm hoping that, that this reaches some, men out there who are listening and yeah. can and can just think back on their upbringing or or think ahead mm-hmm. at what they're going to be doing yeah. and and may, maybe just take a little piece of this and go hey maybe I should do this just a slightly different way yeah just maybe introspectively looking at it you know and like okay yeah. maybe I'm right. not doing this the way I should be and then just working at it but anyways hey man so uh yeah <laughs> what are you drinking right now all right, check this out. We usually talk about beers once in a while, so okay. I, I, you know, I'm a, I'm a. It's been a one horse town here so, lately, but I'm on Kushwa again. All right. Yep. This, <laughs> this one's a eight point five percent double called geographically challenged, and it is Nelson. Okay, Brew One, B R U Dash One. Yep. And yep. Kohatu hops. Oh, okay. Kohatu. Yeah, that's a good hop. Kohatu. Yep. Uh, I, I'm going to give this a 4.4. 4. Nice. On Like we said before, on the untapped app. Yeah, five-point scale. So, Five-point scale. It's good, huh? Ah, it's juicy. There's yeah. minimal hop bitterness. It's smooth all the way to the end. Crushable. Yep. Yeah. What about you? What are you drinking? Yeah, man. So I'm drinking a beer from, it's probably my favorite brewery. Now, the last two weeks I've talked about Monkish and Root and & Branch and how right. the two of those breweries, Amazing. I've, ne- I've never had a bad beer. Okay. So they've, I've literally never opened one of theirs and drank it and said, this, is, this isn't that good. Right. Every single one I've tried from both those breweries are like, this is good. <laughs> but this from this brewery is actually probably my favorite brewery. Now, part of that is because it's one that's closest to me. Whereas Monkish is in California. I live in New York State. Okay, so that's can I like, guess which one it is? Yeah, just a second. All right. And so, so Monkish is in California, and Root and Branch is in like New York City, and I live in like yeah. uh, upstate New York. So, um, yeah. So. They're, they're both far away, but great brewery. So this is one from my favorite brewery. So go ahead. It's got to be Other Half. Other Half. Yeah. So, so Other Half started in, in, in New York City, believe it or not. They started mm. in New York City, and they have expanded. They're actually one of the few craft breweries that has put, like, like opened up, you know, breweries in other cities. So Other Half now had. I I get one down here in D.C. Yeah, so I think their first one outside of New York City was actually the one closer to me, which is in, like, the Finger Lakes, Rochester area of New York. Mm. Okay? Okay. So that's the one that's the closest to me within a couple of hours. So they started one – let's call it Rochester. Okay, Rochester, New York. Then they opened up – 
what was the next? Actually, the next one might have been DC by you. Yeah, I think it was DC next. Mm. Then Philadelphia. They have one in Philadelphia. And then they have one in Buffalo now. It's not a full brewery, but they have some sort of like a, I don't know. They have, I don't know if it's like just a beer truck or something like that. It's like a satellite brewery type thing, but not a full brewery. Some express store. Yeah, in Buffalo. Um, Mm -hmm. And then they still obviously have the the New York City, the Rochester, the D.C., and the Philly. But anyways, other half. Great craft brewery, top ten for sure. It's my yeah. favorite, just because I'm biased because it's close to me. But it was, it's it's great beer. So this one today is this is a triple dry hopped. So Ooh. they dry hopped it three times. That's like your favorite, right? I, I love it. I love it because <laughs> you get a ton of hop, right? You get a ton of hop, but you know, and a lot of people think we've talked about this a little bit before. Like you think a lot of hop like that is going to be not good right it's not that way with these beers like it's not like an overpowering bitter or malty hop it's like a smooth hop it would be so cool not to interrupt you but it would be so cool anybody out there who's a brewmaster who knows how to do new england ipas it would be awesome to have them come on or even just email us and give us some some firsthand knowledge about the real different. How do you yeah. get that done without it being super malty and bitter? I know. So this is triple dry hopped, and then its name is mm. it's a double. It's a double IPA, but it's triple right. dry hopped, double Citra Chroma Daydream is what it's called. Mm. Citra Chroma okay. Daydream, and it's an, okay. it's an imperial oat cream IPA. So those oat cream they use oats in the process. They're just so creamy, smooth. Mm you know just so tasty like no bitterness so smooth i got one of these for you when we hang out this weekend so okay cool cool it's an 8.2 percent, and it, it, it's it's amazing so Ugh, that's awesome I, man I, as far as a rating i don't know man like i think probably somewhere between a four five and a four seven probably just because it's so smooth there's no bitterness no it's it, it's wonderful i can't wait to try it man <laughs> i can't wait Dude, I was thinking about this real yeah. quick. Yeah. All right. Uh, hmm. Well, I, okay. I don't know if we have time to get into all of this. Whatever, man. Let's do what we want to do here. All right. So we got we got the we got baseball postseason coming up. Yep. Okay. So just real quick. Yeah. I'm from Maryland. All right. Grew up here. I grew up with only one baseball team in the area, which was the Baltimore Orioles. Yep. When I was nine, okay, the Orioles went to the World Series against the Pirates, 79. I got tickets to go. I was at the World Series when you're nine years old. Okay. Uh, We lost in seven, which was heartbreaking, but hooked for life, right? An Orioles fan for life. That's just how it is. Well, the Orioles are having a pretty good year, surprising good year. Yeah, it came out and of nowhere, kind of. Really. Out of nowhere, all of a sudden, like right before the All-Star break, we started, you know, uh, you know, coming together as a unit. And uh, right now, as of today, I think we're one and a half games out of a wild card spot. That's cool. How amazing is that, man? That's amazing. And I know James is a Yankee fan, and it, yep. 
it goes against all that is natural for an Orioles fan and a Yankee fan to be friends, but somehow we managed to do it. Well, I th- here's the thing. I think it helped you when I told you my like journey of becoming a Yankees fan. So right, I've yeah. lived in New York State, not New York City, New York State my whole life. Right. And when I was old enough to start following sports, I was probably about nine as well. You mentioned going to the World Series at nine. I think I was about yep. nine years old. And at that time, the Yankees were on a huge drought of playoff oh, yeah. and World Series drought. And my favorite player was Don Mattingly, Donnie Baseball. Okay. Yeah. And they weren't, yeah. but they weren't good. Yeah. You know, so a lot of people were like, oh, you know, you just pick the Yankees because they got all these world championships and Babe Ruth and the history and, you know, Mickey Mantle and all that stuff. Lou Gehrig, you know, and it's like, no, that's not why I picked him. I picked him because I'm a, I lived in New York State and I liked Donnie baseball, Don Mattingly. And so <laughs> I think when I kind of explained that to you, you're like, okay, so he's not just like a jump on the bandwagon type guy, you know, and, and I've, Right, because when we met, it was 2007, and they already went through that whole dynasty, Jeter dynasty Jeter, and stuff. Posada, all those guys, yeah. All, all those guys, yeah. right? So, and, you know, of course, I'm going to see you as a Yankee fan. You're just a guy that likes the Yankees for all that. But then you explained it to me. I, I 100% appreciate that because, obviously, as an Orioles fan, I've been through more droughts than winning seasons. Well, but sure, yeah. But we also had Cal Ripken. We had exciting times. Yeah, we had even at the even in the um, even in the mid to late eighties, nineties. Uh, we were playing you guys in the postseason. Yeah, I mean that was cool, man. I know. I know. And I was living in New York, going to school, so I kind of had to. And here's the other thing. I'm a huge baseball fan. Yeah. So when you're talking about baseball, as far as like history, what other team has more history than Yankees? Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's baseball respect. It is. too. And you never, as a Yankee fan, you never kind of threw that in my face. No, and I'm sure. And you're not that kind of a guy. No, but I'm sure like there's guys that live in New York City uh, that are just total jerks that like are Yankees fans. Like that's not. Oh, yeah. Again, I'm an upstate rural New York guy that likes the Yankees because they're the only team in the state that I live in. I mean, there's the Mets. Okay, but I just happen to be a Yankees fan because I like Donnie baseball. So, you know, like it had nothing to do with anything other than that. It was the team from my state. And at the time they weren't even good. And I still chose them. You know, and so, I mean, I certainly I knew a little bit about the history, you know, Babe Ruth and Mickey Mantle, but I didn't, I never watched them play, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, well, that's, that's so cool, man. I mean, and, and the Yankees are having one hell of a year, right? Yeah. Now. Kind I, of unexpectedly. I, I mean, they always have had good, good players, right? But, you know, they go through these years where they like spend all this money and get all these great players and then they like underperform. But this year, like they came out of the gates strong and never looked back. They're in a little bit of a slump now, but yeah. still leading the AL East pretty handily. I think by at least, I want to say 10 games. Yeah, I was going to say probably. close to double figure games, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's, that's like with a losing record in the last 10 or 20 games. But um, yeah. So. I mean, that, that's the thing about the Yankees, man. And as a small market team fan, like myself with the Orioles that was always been a sticking point with the Yankees or any, and especially now like the Dodgers. I mean, the Dodgers are 
unbelievable spending team. It's way more than and, even the Yankees now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The Yankees kind of taken a back seat yeah. a bit. Yeah, a little I bit. mean, they still they still spend, but uh, I I think um, just being around that, it's kind of a sticking point because, man. I mean, we have superstars in the, on the Orioles that just leave when they're ready to go. Yeah. Machado is the latest one yep. that I can just think about off the top of my head. Yep, for sure. So real quick, man, like we're talking yep. about baseball a little bit. Let's just, just yep. I mean, let's not spend a ton of time, but like sports in general. Okay, mm. baseball, sports, right. whatever. Like why, why do you think sports are important for men? Why do men love sports? I think that there is a camaraderie about it. Mm -hmm. There is a a need to belong uh, to a group and a competitiveness within them that within us, right? right, Only strong survive. And that's such a big piece of like men, right? Like we compete in everything. Yeah. Just think about your team, no matter who it is. Okay. Your team, you're invested. You're all in. You are diehard fan. Okay. Mm -hmm. And they lose. What does that do to you? Right. As a man, that's just it. Right. Like, so what does competition do? Competition motivates you. It like, so you lose exactly what you're saying. What does it help you do? It helps you like improve your skills and get better mm. so that that doesn't happen again. Cause you don't like that feeling. So exactly. it, it helps yes. you work hard and refine yeah. your skills and improve your skills. Competition is good folks. Yes, it don't is. Let the world tell you that everybody should get a friggin' r- a ribbon for a participation trophy. That's no. garbage. There's a you winner should get- and a loser. And if you're the loser, then be a loser and take it. Then get better for next year. Become a winner. Become a winner. And if you can't become a winner, then find something that you can be a winner in. And if you're the best one on your team and you have no room for improvement, help your teammates get better. Mm-hmm. There, there, okay, there should be a trophy for the first place team. Yep. They should get all the accolades. And second place and third place, maybe they get a ribbon. Yep. Okay, I'm all right with that. All right, because they, they tried, yep. especially second place. Outside of that, your your uh, participation pro- trophy is your cleats. <laughs> <laughs> Put those on your dresser. You know what's funny, shine, man? Shine them up, bro. So you know what's funny, man? It's like in the 80s when I was a little kid. <laughs> Uh, yeah. I got some ribbons for some different things. And right. some of them were like, you know, first place, second place, third place, yeah, you know, whatever for different things. I don't remember what they were, but I have some ribbons that, you know, were saved by my mom for different things. And some of them were just participation ribbons. Yeah. I can remember as a little kid looking at those things and being like, there's something ain't right about this ribbon. Mm. There's yeah. something ain't right about this. Like I didn't earn this. It's patronizing. I didn't earn this. The ones next to it that were first, second, or third place, I looked at them with pride. I looked at them with, I put hard work in. I put effort in. I worked my tail off to get those, and I I tried my best. This participation thing, I looked at it, and I felt like, huh, this is garbage. 
why do you why do you need a ribbon to tell anybody that you played ball? You don't. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You got your cleats, bro. Yeah. You got the stories to tell your kids. Yes. Right. I Not sat out there. I participated. What does that mean? You sat on the bench the whole season? Yeah, what did you participate in exactly that got you a ribbon? Win the game, be the star, be a player, be a good player, put in hard work, motivate yourself, be disciplined. Disciplined. And if you're not good and you're a loser, then find something you're a winner in. And like I said, hey, if you're the best on your team and you're just pissed because everybody else sucks, yeah, and and that's the reason why you lost. Well, then help motivate your teammates. Yes, again, Be, we've talked about this. Iron sharpens iron, man. When yes. you are better, sharpen the iron of your of your teammates. Make them better, because ultimately yes. that makes you better. Because otherwise, you're just part of the me society. Yep. You You're know, doing is, nothing to add to it. Exactly. Right? Exactly. So you, you talked about competition and motivation and we talked a little bit about how it like helps like, you know, improve our skills, but it also helps us get rid of some of that aggression that we were talking about last week, mm, you know? So yeah. like sports are almost like an example of how can I get rid of some of that aggression, but in a self-controlled way, right? Cause there's, there's discipline, wow, yeah. there's rules, yeah. there's boundaries, there's referees yes. and umpires and, and yeah. rules and structure. And so right. we're able to get rid of some of that aggression, whether we're hitting a baseball or whether we're tackling, you know, somebody in football or we're whatever, it doesn't matter, right? Like whatever sport you're playing, you're dunking in basketball, just destroying yeah. the rim, whatever. Those are the kinds of things that help you get that testosterone and aggression out, but in a self-controlled way. Absolutely. And, you know, I could parallel uh, with music. It's the same kind of thing, right? We talked about that before. For me, I picked drums. I mean, I I played trumpet originally, but uh, that didn't really get out the testosterone as much as the drums does, right? Yeah, more estrogen with that, I would think. (laughs) Well, it wasn't the flute, all right? Pretty close, man. <laughs> Pretty close. Come, Come on, on, man. Come on, man. That's close. Any <laughs> horn, dude. It's got to be drums or guitar or else it's it's not yeah. good, man. Yeah. Otherwise, you're just blowing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just got estrogen just seeping all over your body at that point. I learned that pretty quickly. I was like, all right, I got to play yeah. something else. You're out. <laughs> But it's the same thing. Like yeah. it's discipline. It's it's competition. It's improving yourself. Yeah. It's motivation. It's all of those things. And but sports, man, come on. That 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 is a good. Uh, uh, gr- it's it's an amazing uh, um, mixture of that cerebral discipline mm. and physical dominance. Yeah. Right. What. Uh, that's no matter what sport it is. I mean, it could be, it could be tennis. It really could. Those guys are bosses, man. Maybe not golf. No, no. It's definitely golf golf, though, man. Some of those like young guys, they are so fit and so talented. They're They're awesome. But, but I mean, golf is even more of a cerebral sport. You know, you have to get out of your head and all that stuff. But 
wow. Yeah. The, uh, the, the, the lessons taught in sports are amazing for men. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. So I don't know, man. I, I, I think some of the, uh, some of the lessons we can learn from sports. I mean, yeah. what, what do you think, man? Yeah, man. So you mentioned discipline, which is discipline. One yeah. Of the yeah. Things we talked about at the beginning, man, like it's a, it's a great example of, discipline for men but also like you know obviously teamwork we talked about that right mm. iron sharpens yep. iron we need each other you know gotta like be. you said man if you're the best on your team help you help the other people get better but things like oh, humility how about losing mm. how about losing but i you, mean that's that's probably the biggest lesson right there right let's face it kids today parents today are trying to do everything possible so their kids don't feel like they lost kids need to lose. You need to be a loser, but you did lose. You know why? Cause you didn't work hard enough Yeah. or, or the other kids were enough. or you're not good enough or the other kids were better. Yes. Maybe you'll get better next year. Maybe, maybe, and maybe not. And you know what? Losing, what does that do to you? It motivates you or it might help change you in a good way. It motivates you into, a discipline scenario like, okay, I got to get better. I, I knew I was just flying by the seat of my pants this yep. year, but next year yep. I'm going to get on a schedule. Yep. I'm going to be disciplined. I'm going to wake up early every morning and I'm going to run and I'm going to lift weights and I'm going to shoot baskets or I'm going to hit fastballs or I'm going to, you know, uh, you know, whatever. doesn't matter. Kick field goals, whatever you're going to do. doesn't matter. Get together with the guys and throw the football around. It doesn't matter. You're going to be disciplined and you're going to be structured and you're going to work hard, hard work, hard work, motivation, discipline, humility. When you lose, this is the kind of things that you're going to need in your life, because let's face it, you're not going to go to the MLB. All right. You're not going to make nope. it. You're not going to make it to the NFL. You're not. All right. You're it. just not. Nope. All right. Statistically, you're not going to make it. Nope. However, you can use those skills in everything you everything. do. Everything. Dedication, everything. hard work, humility, things we're talking about. Absolutely. And there are things that men need to have and we need to, we need to use and we need to get better at and we need, to, we need to bring it back. We need to bring these things back. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, you, you use the term suck it up, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, that's kind of what we're talking about, right? Yeah. You lost. You lost. Suck it up. Yeah. Suck it up and get better or shut up. All the greatest athletes will tell you about their stories of failure. You know, the really great athletes, they don't tell you about all the things they won. They tell you about the things that they failed at because yeah. that's what motivated them. Yeah, that's the most important thing that got them to the greatness that yes. they achieved. They didn't get better by winning everything. Listen, and your greatness in your life might be a degree. Mm -hmm. It might be the next job. Yeah. It might be uh, your family. Okay. So there's many different degrees and, and variations of greatness and yeah. what that's defined sure. as. Okay. Sure. But to get there, you need discipline yeah. and, and motivation. And sports is a great way to learn and, those things as men. And a lot of that comes from losing. 
And I'm not even talking about, yes, absolutely. And I'm not even talking about necessarily playing it because absolutely you get it when you play it, but you can follow a team. Sure. And, and learn to have dis- discipline too. Yeah, sure. Of course. Yeah. Are you going to, uh, am I going to get the Orioles better by um, sitting on my couch? No, no. I'm not, but, but I'm going to, I'm going to learn how to get better for me. Yeah. And you're going to control those. You're going to learn how to manage like your, you know, your, when they lose, you're going to manage that disappointment. And when they win, you're going to manage that excitement. Yes, right? That's right. That's right. It's all about learning those skills, man. Definitely, and man. There's so many different ways to do it. And sports is one of the best ways to do it. Yeah. So anyways, Hey man. So we wanted to talk yep. a little bit more specifically about like yep. current sports stuff going on now. And like, you know, we're heading, right. we're heading into the fall summer's ending. We're going to talk about some things, mm. but we're running out of time. So we're going to push this to the next podcast, but we were going to talk about, you know, our MLB, you know, Alan and my MLB world series picks. World Series picks. Come we're on. talking about we're talking about what team, okay, what team? and how what teams are in the uh, in the World Series and how many games it takes the winner to all make right. it. All right, and all then right. and all then right. another thing we're going to talk about is the NFL. So the NFL season is just about to start. Yep. Preseason is basically over. I think the last preseason game was this week, and yep. uh, we're just about to start uh, the regular season in two weeks. And um, so <laughs> we're going to do like Super Bowl picks. Super Bowl picks right, right now, from the start, in right? Like basically <laughs> August, September ish, you know, before the season starts, before anybody gets hurt or, yeah. uh, or detained oh, man. or whatever. Be prepared <laughs> to be a loser, man. <laughs> and then the other thing we're going to push to next week too, is we want to talk a little bit about music. Cause you know, again, yes. that's one of the things we talk about and, um, we're going to talk a little bit about like concerts we've been to and some of our favorite ones. So we're going to push that mm. to next week as well. Um, yeah. So sports, uh, MLB World Series, NFL Super Bowl, and some and some concert stuff next week. So we're going to push that to next week. That's going to be a good week, man. Yeah, we man. got some good stuff yeah, next week. It's great. We had a great conversation today. Oh you know, yeah. We're just talking about uh, being men and being disciplined and and uh, what can we do to help each other and change change things in society. Well, listen, guys out there, whoever's listening, I want you to know you're not alone. Nope. You can get through this. You got it within you. Yeah. All right. So until next week, uh, James, man, good to good to see you. Good to talk yeah, to man. you. Man, It's always good to get together and talk and, you know, just uh, support each other. And and real quick, yeah. just um, for those of you out there, like if you have any questions, suggestions, uh, mm. if you're struggling, you just need someone to talk to, man we have an email reach out to us. Um, yeah. it's, this is what we've been talking at gmail.com. So our podcast is, this is what we've been talking about, but the email is, this is what we've been talking at gmail.com. So feel free to reach out to us. Anything, any suggestions, you know, we're men, we can take criticism. Absolutely. Right. So if it's something you don't like, something you suggest, whatever hit us up. Yeah. Look forward to hearing to- some of those things. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> bring it. Come on, bring yeah, it. Yeah, bring it on. What you got? <laughs> Anyways, man, great to see you as always and uh talk to you, man. And um All right, James. Yeah, we'll, we'll, definitely. We'll get together next time, man. All right. Sounds All right. Good. Till next time. All right, man. Let's do it. Later, Bill. See ya. Bye.